Chapters 17 through 20 of the Book of the Acts of the Apostles from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Farrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 17 Traveling then through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. And Paul, as was his custom, went in among them, and for three Sabbaths discussed with them from the Scriptures, illustrating and proving that the Messiah must suffer and rise again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Messiah. Some of them accordingly believed and associated themselves with Paul and Silas, in addition to a considerable number of pious Greeks and not a few of the women of rank. But the Judeans, becoming furious, secured the assistance of a number of ruffians from the market, and collecting a mob, they made a riot in the town, and attacking the house of Jason, they endeavored to drag them out to the mob. Failing to find them, however, they dragged Jason, as well as some of the brothers, before the town councillors, shouting out, These fellows who have turned the empire upside down have also appeared here. Jason has privately protected them, and these fellows, ignoring the decrees of the emperor, actually assert that there is another king, Jesus. Then the crowd and the town councillors, on hearing this, cried out in alarm, and taking bail from Jason and the others, they discharged them. So the brethren at once sent both Paul and Silas off to Berea during the night, and arriving there they entered the Jewish synagogue. Now these people were better disposed than the Thessalonians. They accepted the message with hearty good will, examining the scriptures daily so as to verify the statements. Many from among them therefore believed, including Grecian women of rank, as well as not a few of the men. But when the Judeans of Thessalonica learned that the message of God was also proclaimed by Paul in Berea, they also came there, inciting and annoying the people. The brethren accordingly sent Paul immediately off in the direction of the sea, while Silas and Timothy continued there. But Paul's guides conveyed him as far as Athens, and dispatching a message to Silas and Timothy that they should come to him as soon as possible, they returned. While Paul waited for them at Athens, he was grieved in his spirit to see the city devoted to idols. He accordingly discussed in the synagogue with the Judeans and with the pious people, as well as every day with those who frequented the marketplace. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also debated with him, and some said, What would this thought-sower wish to say? And others, He seems to be an introducer of foreign divinities, because he told them the good news of Jesus and the resurrection. They accordingly took him and conducted him to the hill of Ares, the high court, saying, Would it be possible for us to get to know what this new thing, this teaching of which you speak, might be? For you have brought some mm, foreign ideas to our ears. We wish therefore to know what is the intention of these. For all the Athenians and the foreign residents spent the whole of their leisure in telling and listening to something new. Paul, accordingly taking his stand in the center of the high court, said, Men of Athens, I perceive beyond everything how deeply religious you are, for, going about and studying your objects of worship, I even found an altar upon which had been inscribed, To an unknown God. What therefore you unknowingly worship, I proclaim to you, 
the god who made the universe and all in it who being himself lord of heaven and earth resides not in temples made by hands nor is served by the hands of men as though needing anything himself giving to every one life and breath and all things because he made by one every race of men to dwell upon the whole face of the earth having provided proper methods and guides for their research in seeking god if only they would feel for and find him and yet he is certainly not far from every one of us for from him we live and move and exist as also some among your own poets have said that we originate from him therefore possessing an origin from god we ought not to imagine the divine nature to be like gold or silver or stone carved by human skill and genius god however overlooking those periods of ignorance now calls to all men everywhere to change their mind because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world with justice by a man whom he has provided having given the strongest evidence by raising him from among the dead the mention of the resurrection of the dead provoked sneering on the part of some but others said we will hear you again about this thus paul went out from among them some people however believed and followed him among whom were dionysius the judge of the high court a woman named damaris and others with them chapter eighteen paul afterwards taking his departure from athens came to corinth and finding a jew named aquila a pontian by birth lately come from italy with his wife priscilla because claudius had ordered all the jews to be expelled from rome he went to them and as he was of the same profession he stayed with them employing himself for by profession they were landscape painters but he debated every sabbath in the synagogue persuading both jews and greeks when silas and timothy came down from macedonia however paul was engaged in earnest discussion demonstrating to the jews that jesus was the messiah then setting themselves in opposition to him and abusing him he shook out his robe and said to them your blood be upon your own heads i am guiltless from now on i will go to the heathen he accordingly took his departure and went to the house of a god-fearing man named titus justus whose house was close to the synagogue but crispus the chief of the synagogue believed in the lord with all his family and many of the corinthians having heard believed and were baptized then during a vision in the night the lord said to paul fear not but speak out and do not keep silence because i am with you and no one shall attack to injure you for many people in this city belong to me he accordingly remained there a year and six months teaching the message of god among them but when gallio was proconsul of achaia the jews unanimously made an assault upon paul and took him before the court asserting this fellow misleads men to worship god contrary to the law then when paul was about to speak out in his defence gallio said to the jews now if this were some act of injustice or some atrocious crime you jews it would be reasonable to listen to you but if it is a dispute about language and names and about your own law why just look to it yourselves i am not disposed to be a judge of such matters and he drove them from the court the whole of them then throwing themselves upon sosthenes the chief of the synagogue assaulted him in the presence of the court but gallio cared nothing about such things
but paul still stayed a considerable time organizing the brotherhood then took his leave of them sailing for syria priscilla and aquila accompanying him shaving his head at syncrie for he had taken a vow and on arriving at ephesus he left them he however entered the synagogue by himself and debated with the jews yet when they asked him to stay with them a little longer he would not consent but took leave of them and said god willing i will return to you again sailing then from ephesus and landing at caesarea he went up and visited the assembly at jerusalem then he descended to antioch and spending some time there he proceeded on his way visiting in a regular manner the districts of galatia and phrygia encouraging all the disciples a judean named apollos an alexandrian by birth a man of education powerful in the scriptures met him at ephesus he had been instructed in the path of the lord and being fervent in his spirit he spoke and taught about jesus clearly understanding only the baptism of john and he began to speak out with confidence in the synagogue when priscilla and aquila hearing of him took him and explained to him the way of god more accurately and as he was inclined to proceed to achaia the brethren encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him and on his arrival he was by means of his gift of considerable assistance to the believers for in public he eloquently demonstrated to the judeans proving by means of the scriptures that jesus was the messiah chapter nineteen it occurred while apollos was at corinth that paul passed through the highland district on the way to ephesus and finding some disciples he asked them did you receive the holy spirit on becoming believers but they answered him on the contrary we have never heard that there is a holy spirit into what then were you baptized he asked them into the baptism of john was their reply paul then said john baptized a baptism for conversion telling the people that they must believe on the one who followed him that is jesus hearing this they were accordingly baptized in the name of the lord jesus and paul having laid his hands upon them the holy spirit came upon them and they spoke languages and preached and all the men were about twelve then entering the synagogue he spoke eloquently for three months discussing and persuading concerning the kingdom of god when however some obstinately resisted and disbelieved defaming the way before the mob turning from them he removed the disciples discussing daily in the lecture-room of tyrannus and this continued for two years so that all the residents in asia minor both judeans and greeks heard the message of the lord god also produced unusual powers by means of the hands of paul so that handkerchiefs or sashes on being taken from his clothing and applied to the sick their mental diseases and the evil spirits were expelled from them some of the travelling jewish exorcists however presumed to name the name of the lord jesus over those possessed by foul spirits saying i imprecate you by jesus whom paul proclaims and among those who did this there were seven sons of sceva a judean chief priest but the evil spirit answering said to them i recognize jesus and paul i know well but who are you and the men in whom the evil spirit was sprang upon them overpowered them and defeated them and they fled stripped and wounded from that house and this became known to all the inhabitants of ephesus both judeans and greeks 
and terror fell upon all of them, and they exalted the name of the Lord Jesus. Many of the believers also, frankly acknowledging it, came forward and renounced their practices. Numbers also of the professors of magic rites, having collected their books, burned them in public, and their value being calculated, it was found to amount to about fifty thousand pieces of silver. Thus the message of the Lord increased and excelled in power. After the accomplishment of these events, Paul decided in his mind that, passing through Macedonia and Achaia, he would proceed to Jerusalem, remarking, After I have been there, I must see Rome. So having sent to Macedonia two of those who were serving with him, namely Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed for some time in Asia Minor. About this time, however, there occurred no small disturbance about the way, because a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made shrines of Artemis, excited his operatives in the trade not a little, who, having assembled together with those making similar things, he addressed them, you know, man, that our wealth depends upon this trade, and you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but indeed almost throughout the whole of Asia Minor, this Paul has persuaded a great crowd to secede, saying that they are not gods that are made by hand. And further than that, there is danger not only that this trade of ours should come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be considered nothing, and that her magnificence will be swept away, which all Asia and the civilized world worship. Fired with fury on hearing this, they shouted out, exclaiming, Great Artemis of the Ephesians! And the whole city being roused to riot, the crowd rushed in a mass to the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus of Macedonia, assistants of Paul. When Paul, however, was anxious to go into the mob, the disciples would not allow him. Several also of the leading men among the Asiatics, who were friends to him, sent advising him not to present himself in the theater. Some therefore shouted one thing, some another, for the meeting was in an uproar, and the greater part of the people did not even know for what purpose they had assembled. Then some of the Judeans from the crowd, seizing Alexander, thrust him forward. But when Alexander advanced, stretching out his hand to defend himself before the mob, recognizing that he was a Jew, all of them began with one voice for about two hours to shout, Great Artemis of the Ephesians! But the mayor, having quieted the crowd, said, Men, Ephesians, what man indeed is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the guardian of the great Artemis and of the fallen god? Seeing then that these facts are incontestable, it becomes you to preserve order and do nothing rashly. You have dragged these men here, however, who are neither temple robbers nor libelers of our goddess. If Demetrius, therefore, and the artisans who were with him have a ground of complaint against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls in attendance. Let them prosecute each other. But if you desire anything respecting other matters, it should be settled in a legal assembly. For indeed, we are in danger of being called to account respecting the disturbance of today, for we can neither advance a reason nor say anything in justification of this gathering. And having said this, he dismissed the meeting. Chapter 20 After the disturbance had been quieted, Paul, calling the disciples together, comforted them and took leave, and went out to proceed into Macedonia. 
and having passed through those parts and encouraged them with sound reason he went into hellas but after he had been there three months a plot having been laid against him by the judeans when he was about to embark for syria he considered it advisable to return through macedonia and there accompanied him sopater pyrrhus the berean as well as aristarchus and secundus of thessalonica gaius of derby and timothy with tychicus and trophimus asiatics these however having preceded us were awaiting our arrival at troas after the days of unfermented bread we accordingly sailed from philippi and five days later came to them at troas where we spent seven days on the first of the sabbaths when we assembled to break bread paul intending to leave on the following day addressed them and prolonged his speech until midnight there were a number of lamps in the upper chamber in which we were assembled and a youth named eutychus sitting in the window-sill fell into a deep slumber and as paul continued his address for a considerable time he became so overpowered with sleep that he fell down from the third story and was picked up insensible paul hastening down however stooped over him and taking him in his arms said do not agitate yourselves for his life is in him then going up again and having broken the bread and tasted he conversed with them for a considerable time even until daybreak when he departed they then took the boy away alive and were greatly consoled embarking then in the vessel we made for assos where we intended to take up paul because he had himself decided to make the journey by land accordingly picking him up when we arrived at assos we next came to mytilene and sailing from there we arrived opposite chios on the following day the next day we touched at samos and the day after that we landed at miletus for paul had decided to sail past ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in asia minor for he was hurrying on so that it might be possible for the day of pentecost to come to him in jerusalem sending then to ephesus from miletus he summoned there the elders of the assembly then when they were come to him he said to them you yourselves know from the first day that i set foot in asia minor how i have conducted myself with you all the time serving the lord with all gentleness amid the griefs and trials which befell me owing to the plots of the judeans how i never shrank from declaring to you anything that was advantageous teaching you publicly and privately producing evidence to both jews and greeks for conversion to god and faith in our lord jesus christ and now impelled by the spirit i am going to jerusalem in ignorance of what awaits me there except that in every town the holy spirit attests to me saying that bonds and afflictions await me but i do not account my life of value to myself except that i may complete my course and the commission which i received from the lord jesus to bear witness to the good news of the gift of god and now i know that all of you among whom i have gone about proclaiming the kingdom may never see my presence again i am consequently anxious this very day to prove to you that i am clear from the blood of all men because i never hesitated in declaring to you the whole purpose of god guard yourselves as well as the whole of the fold in which the holy spirit has appointed you shepherds to nourish the church of god which he has purchased with the blood of his own son i know that after my departure ferocious wolves shall come in among you not sparing the little flock yes 
from among your own selves men will spring up speaking pervertingly in order to draw followers after themselves because of this be on your guard remembering that for the space of three years i never failed to warn every one night and day with tears and now i entrust you to god and to his given word who has power to build up and to give you the inheritance with all the holy i have desired from none of you silver gold nor clothing you yourselves know that my own necessities as well as of those accompanying me have been supplied by these hands in everything i have given you an example so that laboring in this way you ought to assist the infirm remembering also the words of the lord jesus how he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive and having thus spoken he knelt down and prayed with them all and the whole of them being much overcome with emotion they leaned upon paul's neck and fervently kissed him grieving especially on account of the remark which he made that they might see his face no more they then accompanied him to the ship the end of chapters seventeen through twenty recording by mark penfold